Welcome to the Vice Podcast, where we discuss a little bit of everything, ranging from current issues, politics, business, pop culture, and sports. Join myself, Amanji, along with Sukhneet, Jaskir, and Dilkarn as we share the Vice perspective. Now get ready to enjoy the very first episode of the Vice Podcast. Welcome to the Buzz Podcast. Today is our first episode, first recording. So this is something we've been talking about for a while, putting this together, putting together a podcast. So we've been working on this for the past couple of weeks. So hopefully you guys enjoy. And really for us, we want to put something together that's high quality, entertaining, and something that everyone will enjoy. Overall, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. If I ask myself what would I like to do if I could do anything, it would probably be making podcasts or making other great content in terms of videos. Hopefully, we have more stuff coming your way, and hopefully, you guys give us your support and share this with your friends, your family, and everyone else. I am Amanji Singh. I'm 25 years old. I got married last year. I currently work for a large retail chain in business planning and operations. Joining me are my good friends, my buddies, and that's really what this podcast is based off. Buddies in Punjabi. For For those of you that don't know, means brothers. So joining me is the first ever baptized Sikh football player, Sukhneet Singh, number 68 on the Laurier Golden Hawk, the world famous economist and musician, Jaskira Singh. All the music you are hearing in this podcast is produced by him. And finally, DK Dilkarn Singh, who is like a human encyclopedia of Sikh studies. Thank you for joining me. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how we met. So my name is Sukhneet, and so for the how we met part, so pretty much all of us went to Laurier, the best school, and not just Ontario, the world. I don't want to hear anything else about that. But so yeah, we met at Laurier through the uh, through our SSA, Jaskirat. I met through high school. And then, yeah, that, that's that story. I guess maybe in later podcasts, we'll get into the more fun stuff that we did together at Lurie and how, you know, the stories behind how we really met and all that stuff. But in terms of myself, my name is Sukhneet. I did play football at Lurie, but I was not the first baptized sick football player ever. Amanji's a big liar. He may be right. He may not be. I don't know. And yeah, I'm Sukhneet. I'm graduated from Lurie. And I'm, all you really got to know about me is I like having a good time. And I'm one of the boys. I'm uh, I'm just kid. I'm 23 years old, and uh, there isn't really much to say about me. Uh, I like puns and uh, wordplay, and that's really all there is to me. Just wordplay. That's that's all. Yeah, basically. Definitely underselling yourself. The big time, big time. Hi, I'm uh, Dilkar. I think also known as DK. Amanji was wrong. I'm not in Encyclopedia Six Studies. I'm actually a self-identifying uh, atheist, and that's it. <laughs> That is also a lie. We have many liars on this podcast, but I'm not one of them. Let the record show. All right. So what do you got for us this week? Just here? Even though we're all quarantined, you know, there isn't much happening in the world, but there's still a lot happening. All, everyone, all everybody's trying to do is speculate how the world's going to open up, how stuff's going to move, how it's slowly just going to start unraveling itself. One of the biggest things I was kind of looking at uh, recently was how are gyms going to open up? That was kind of a big hit when all this started, uh, when they closed down. Would you consider yourself an avid gym goer? I'm avid for like probably a week or two weeks, and then I'm not avid for another week or two weeks. When he's avid, is he ever avid? I'll tell you that much because I go with him when he does go. But when he's avid, oh buddy, he's avid already. I just want everyone to know that I consider myself a gym lover. And uh, I can't live without the gym. 
I think everyone knows this about me. I don't think Deke has ever been to a gym. Yeah, never. Not even his high school gym, I bet. I think he went to the gym with uh, me and just Keith. Oh, yeah. A couple times. They did a couple's bench press. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the gyms. All right, so uh, as gyms are opening up, uh, you know how they're talking about opening up the provinces. Well, some states in the U.S. they've opened up, and Quebec's really opening themselves up as well. So with Ontario kind of opening themselves up as well, the biggest question is how are gyms going to open up? Because you know how everybody's in there, everybody's kind of sweating, there's equipment, uh, not not the most sanitary spot, right? Mm-hmm. You can really, what's it called, uh, can really spread corona there. So can't have too many people there and really need a social distance in there as well. Good Life's recently been, they, they haven't really confirmed anything, but they're talking about how they might open it up in an appointment-based system. So only so many people can come in at a certain time you have to book an appointment before and really kind of got me thinking like how is this going to change how people go to the gym or how does it how does this change the the membership system as well right before people like especially with good life they think that it's a 24-hour gym you know you get the membership you can go whenever you want that's what people like that's why they chose good life so how's the opening up on an appointment basis really going to affect that yeah that's actually like really interesting because like will they also be wearing masks and like will how often will be people be cleaning down the equipment so it's like it raises a lot of questions and i don't think it's as simple as having appointments because it's probably not going to be the first thing that opens up it'll probably be a while till gyms actually open up for like people that love going to the gym that's actually like a really big problem because a lot of people are actually like defined by going to the gym like it is their life and for those people it's it's very difficult and i i'm someone who has a home gym so i'm very lucky throughout this whole process and i invested in a home gym probably like 5 years ago and the initial cost is definitely higher but the comfort that uh, that you get and the convenience you get is definitely makes it worth it if you have the space i would say home gym is the way to go and right now if you look on any of the fitness websites everything is pretty much sold out on every gym so you probably will have to wait a little bit to have something start up uh to get some equipment but overall i think that that's probably the future and that's probably the way to go because i i don't see anything this year or in the next like 6 months at least where people go back to gym even if it is with an appointment system well with the home gym like yeah it's up for high up from cost but you know you end up do saving money and me personally like the only thing that one thing that this pandemic is doing for me is going to i guess is going to speed up my gym process cuz i want a home gym for a, for a while now and the, you know the money's there but you know the busy the older we get the busier we are and the less time we have and then just having a home gym saves you 30 40 minutes uh every day right so that's a big part and you get to have whatever equipment you want right and then Yeah, I'm looking forward to having my own home gym and this is just going to accelerate my own process of getting it. You don't need to wait for anyone like to stop using the equipment or something and it's like it's definitely such a convenience and yeah. I I highly recommend everyone get a home gym. I am actually looking forward to starting back up the Sing Strength page which is pretty much will go through in detail home like home gyms what you need to buy, all that kind of stuff, what stuff you need to start off and you'll be surprised with how little equipment you actually need to start off and people think that you need to put in hundreds of dollars but it's really not that much and you can start off very small and there's really like you don't need too much equipment to start off and over the years you can slowly invest as you have more discretionary income and put in more into uh your home gym yeah i think one thing in the quarantine that really came out was uh discovering uh, or kind of people doing more just body weight exercises kind of just working on push ups or other type of you know danda bertha 
these type of exercises, kind of focusing on those as well. And a lot of people are uh, promoting fitness plans with those type of workouts as well, instead of uh, you need, needing like heavy duty equipment, being able to go to the gym, even just going for hikes, walks, biking, this kind of stuff. Maybe that'll kind of, uh, that area industry will kind of make a bigger comeback as well, just doing other types of fitness other than going to the gym or lifting heavy weights. Yeah, totally. Like uh, Joe Rogan, who's the biggest podcast in the world right now, he was talking about Hindu squats and Hindu push-ups, which is basically Dandabatka, which we've known about for years. And he was talking about how great of body weight exercises there are. So even the Western world is starting to learn in terms of that. So like pull-ups, Dandabatka, all of that stuff is like, you can get almost 90% of what a workout will give you. And you'll probably be like, if you're just a regular person and you want to train for a regular day life, you'll probably be better off because you won't get the injuries from lifting heavy weights as well. Not like our grandparents or anybody were doing, going to the gym to do deadlifts or squats or anything. Their kind of lifestyle was kind of just around this stuff. But going back to your point on home gym. So if someone is starting up a home gym, like to be like, what do they really need? Like the bare bones, like what's the bare bones that they got to buy to really get, like to get their workout. And what do you think? Like, I think you, you got to have something to do a pull up. So mm-hmm. you, first of all, a lot of people can't do pull-ups, but you got to have something that you can do pull-ups with and you got to work your way up. So like, that's like, you can do 10 sets of one pull-up or you can do negatives, which is like you pull, you push yourself up or you like take like a stool and go up and then go down slowly. So building up your back strength because back strength, what people don't know, it's not about the chest. It's not about the biceps. It's all about the back and the, the hamstrings and the legs. That's really, if you want to be a strong person, that's really where it starts off so having some kind of pull-up thing and then i would say after that even if you get one to two kettlebells that's pretty good and that will probably cost you anywhere from all of that in total probably a hundred to two hundred dollars so getting a kettlebell for most males you can get like a 35 pound kettlebell to and a 55 pound kettlebell and that will be really good for you for a very long time for uh if you're a female listening to it i don't know how many female listeners we're gonna have but if you're a female listening uh probably get 15 pound increments lower than that unless you're like really strong because there are a lot of strong females out there we don't want to judge and there's also a lot of not strong males so maybe they want to start off at 15 pounds less so wherever you want to start off but having even one kettlebell at each weight people think that you need two kettlebells at each weight but you really don't you just need one because and one is sometimes even more beneficial because you're working out your imbalances on each side so if you're doing Uh, squats on one side with a kettlebell you're really working your core and then you switch to the other side so you're getting more volume you're also working your core more so you don't really need much to start out and it is a really good investment i would say are you telling me that chest and biceps is not the most important muscles i think it depends on who you ask i would say that they're both not but biceps and chest like once you start in this like world for a bit, you'll realize that every single muscle is very important. And you the key to all muscles is not having imbalances. So overworking something leads to imbalances in something else. So like if you're working your chest and bicep all the time, you're probably going to have bad shoulder stability, you're probably going to have your shoulders rounding over. So you you want to keep those things in mind, you want to be able to work out everything in an even manner, right and left, as well as body parts. So but who's looking at my back and say, damn, buddy, you got some big lats. So, you know, somebody like, damn, you got some big arms and chest on you, buddy. This is not the 
come on. That is exactly what people think. And, and that's what people are going for. And if that's your goal, then that's your goal, right? I'm going to tell you that working out at the end of the day is probably better than not working out. So yeah. if, if you, what motivates you to get up in the morning and go to the gym or go at night is having a big chest and big biceps, then go ahead, be yourself, do that and have a good time doing that. The craziest is the guys that have bigger arms and legs. Like those guys, like the amount of commitment you guys have, but at the same time, the amount of commitment you don't have, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, right? Like put so much time and effort into the arms, like just put the same into the let, you know? That you mean the big arms and the small leg? Like the, some guys have bigger arms and legs. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah pretty much. Like it's I think, yo, that's like like send me your arm workout, you know? And maybe I'll send you my leg workout. Have a good deal. All right. What else do you got for us? Just gear? Other than gyms kind of opening up, the other big thing is uh, Texas kind of opened up their beaches. They kind of opened up uh, restaurants as well. I think they're operating at like 25% uh, occupancy and stuff as well. So they open all that stuff off. But what happened though, right after was they reported, I think like a thousand new cases the following weekend and then i think they had about three consistent days this is the first time they had three consistent consecutive days of uh, over a thousand uh, reports of coronavirus each day yeah it's definitely interesting like what each area is gonna do so like each, especially in america where everything's like broken up in states and they have state law where everyone's taking like a different approach it really seems to me that in america they're not concerned too much about the deaths they're more concerned about their freedom and getting that back so the southern states are really going after it and their cases are increasing and i think that that's the plan that they're going with is their cases are going to increase but that's not what they're worried with that's not what their voters are worried about for the most case and even i was like looking at a case in michigan where a security guard told a man to put on a mask before entering into a grocery store and the security guard got shot by that man so it's it's like something like that is just like that is disturbing because first of all if that's the rule you ought to wear a mask it's probably for the best entrance of everybody that you that you wear a mask but at the same time i do understand that people want to protect their own rights and freedoms and in america the rule really is for them it's like if you give an inch you're giving like a yard and a meter and then whatever's next they don't want to give even a centimeter up because if they feel that if they do that the government's going to reach for even more and they have they have a culture based on that so it's really uh really interesting to see what's going to happen between each of the states there was even a news anchor that said if everyone being free and the quarantine ending that he had to die he'd be willing to sacrifice himself he's like you know he's like yeah, i'm an old guy i've lived my life and if me dying means everyone else gets to get out of the quarantine and be about so be it. I was like, wow, man, like these guys are just that set on their freedom. And you know, that with Americans, that just goes back hundreds and hundreds of years, just the way their whole country was, you know, founded, you know, especially in the South. And it's, it's crazy. Even like Jacksonville, I think, I think I saw something in California, you got Texas beaches opening up. And I just, I know there's reports right now about Ontario considering opening a lot of things up. I just, I just hope that this isn't too early. I, I hope that we don't have a similar situation that they have in the States right now. I think uh, the difference like between us and the states especially is that like not even Texas but a lot of other states they just maybe quarantined for two weeks they didn't really wait for any peak period or peak like anything to peak up they just waited those two weeks and like let's start up again yeah. right they just didn't really consider all the aspects and they're just starting up while mostly in Canada what we've been seeing is like oh now their deaths are increasing the cases are or I mean decreasing a lot in every state and there's maybe some pockets where it's still like above average but 
So they're opening up the other pockets in general and like keeping those specific pockets more on lockdown or monitoring them, monitoring them and opening up in phases while in uh, the States it's just a free for all for everything. But is this a situation where we need to say, yeah, the economy, everyone's suffering, but we just have to keep toughening this out until there's a real solution. And then I know at the same time, like who knows when we are going to find a solution, who knows when a vaccine is going to be found, but is it worth it? Is it worth just staying quarantined, staying as we are, keeping the social distancing intact until we do find a vaccine? What do you guys think about that? I think it really depends because right now the Canadian government is giving everyone $2,000 a month who's unemployed. And there's about 2 million people. The news came out today that got unemployed as well. So as long as those checks are coming in, we probably should be okay. But in places like America where they're not getting as much, or if they're not, I don't know the exact number. I think that everyone's getting 1200, which is pretty close to $2,000 is probably about the same. I don't know if everyone's getting that or how that process is working, but if everyone's getting something, that should be okay and we should probably stay inside. But when people start to not be able to feed themselves, then you get into like bigger issues. And I think the government's really, really focusing on trying to avoid that. Well, especially in the states, right? Like, well, like right now, like the states, like down there, like you know, we, we got universal healthcare down there. They they rely on their they rely on uh, their jobs for their healthcare. Right? I think like millions of people out of healthcare just because of their jobs. So, what Manju was saying about the twelve hundred, uh, I think it's only a one-time payment for them, right? So they're getting that twelve hundred once, and that's it. Well, like versus us, we're getting that two thousand each month, right? For however months you apply or you're unemployed. So that's a big difference. Like we're getting supported throughout the months that we're still in this. Well, in, in the States, it's a one-time 1200 and not everyone's eligible for that as well. So it makes it much tougher for yeah. them. And in that case, I would want to be going back to work as soon as possible, especially if I have a family and I'm a young person, like in terms of that perspective. And for most of them, like even if you're in your fifties or your sixties, they th- consider themselves young and able to work. So in that case, it should kind of be admired as well that they're willing to go back to work through this crisis. And it's really just a difference of mentality as well in terms of like California versus the southern states. It's it's very different and we'll see who comes out better. But it makes lower income people more, more vulnerable as well because they need to feed their families. They only have uh, access to so much. So it's not even a question of... Uh, whether they want to stay home or not stay home, they kind of, they, they need a way to be able to feed themselves, right? They need to, what's called cover costs. There's mortgages. There's a lot, there's a lot of costs that you have to cover as well. From, from what I've heard about California as well is that what they're uh, like, their plan to open up is more similar to ours is like, they're doing it in phases. And like, they've said, like, we might not fully open up until next year, maybe in July or even December of next year until we don't have like a full vaccine. We don't know what the extent is of how we can truly open up and versus that what we're talking about the southern states it's it's a really big contrast we see in the states right and it's just interesting to watch it and like see what's unfolding down there like while looking here we think we're a little somewhat you know more stable or doing it a little bit like handling the whole situation a little bit better than yeah i think like even just just florida half of florida i think was closed but the other half of florida was open there was something like that i was talking to a friend from down there and it's just kind of weird just seeing this dynamic that how half the state is thinking is completely different from how the other half is thinking. Yeah, like the UFC, UFC 249 is happening tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, and 
that's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. It's the first sports event pretty much after COVID-19. I don't think there's going to be, there's not going to be anyone in attendance. And I think they tested everyone. So America is also different in that case. It's like the tests might not necessarily go to the people that need them and more go to the people that can pay for them. So the UFC is going to be back. I'm going to watch. It's going to be probably going to be one of the best cards that they've ever had. And there's some really good fights in that. So I'm looking forward to seeing some sports come back, but to your point, Florida is a very different place than California. We're also lucky to be in Canada, right? The fact that like we have the privilege to say that we can just stay home and money's going to keep coming in, right? Whereas the U.S., like they don't have the same government programs that we have, right? So they definitely is a country by country thing. And hopefully we don't get it wrong. Hopefully we don't make the same mistakes that they are doing, um, the same mistakes that they're making down south. Yeah, I don't even know the process of like their healthcare system. Like, do people need to work to get healthcare? And if that's the reason, a lot of people are probably rushing to go back to work. If that's the case, their healthcare is being canceled. A lot of people don't have healthcare. I don't know how many, what the percentages are either, but you always hear that people have a difficult time paying their medical bills and what's covered. So they are in a different predicament than us and they have a different mindset than us as well. Also with the U.S., I see like from what I've been reading or in the news, there's also a lot of partisanship like regarding this even. Well, in Canada, right, like just uh, in Canada, just the federal and the provincial government, they're really working closely together to make sure everything is going well and running smoothly. But in the U.S., tr- uh, Trump on one side and Democratic and Re- Republican uh, governors, state governors on the other side, they're really like attacking each other. I have a head on like, oh, this, like, oh, you guys aren't providing us with enough testing kits. And while Trump is saying, oh, you guys aren't asking us for the testing kits. And it's just a real mess down there with the whole situation. Yeah, there's a lot of a political unity here in uh, Canada. All right. So what else do you have for us? So what, uh, one thing that I thought was really cool huh, in, in this uh, whole lockdown was uh, Punjab police. So I know there's been a lot of stuff coming out about how Punjab police has been working, how they've been reacting and everything. I thought this was kind of really funny. They, they have this new weapon that they're using. It's basically like this huge extendo, extendo claw so that they can hold whoever they caught at a distance and uh, not catch them. So basically social distancing, but still doing their duty. Yeah, Punjab is like a really interesting situation where it's like, First, the police was like going around beating people if they were outside. Then they were like tackling people trying to get it. And I don't know if they weren't thinking that if this guy has it, I might have it. I don't even know if they have tests yet. From what I've heard, they're just basically saying if this person has symptoms, go and find them and arrest them. And the people are also like really scared. They don't want it. Like even if someone has it, they're not going to say it to anyone that I have it. And they're more likely not to do that just because of how much fear they have with the police. It's not really like a system like ours where it's like we're running to the hospital when we have a problem. They're kind of like trying to stay as far away from the police or the hospital because just just how scared they are of those situations. I did think the weapon that they created, it's like that claw thing. It is pretty smart, but it's also like pretty funny in terms of like, that's just the situation they're dealing with is like people are running away when they're sick and if they're sick and the police has to find creative ways to go and find them. In India, it also turns into a shame type thing as well. They kind of really have this shame narrative that they're putting on a coronavirus as well. Like if you caught it, like all of a sudden you're like ashamed to society. Yeah, I was going to mention that like, what like they might say we have this new weapon, but the new weapon that the Punjab police has actually been using is social media. Right. Oh, yeah. 
with the campaigns against the person who first had it from Italy that came in, right, using uh, Punjabi singers as well to spread this campaign and then the person that got his hand cut off and he's having those signs up and right. Social media has been a really big part of Punjab police and even this weapon, how they're showing it off on social media and other places, it's just, they're using that, like it's a very propaganda tool that they've been using recently. I feel like especially the Punjabi singers they're using, right? They're using like the they're using Sidhu Musa, the biggest name out there right now. You know, obviously he has all this other stuff going on. They're using him. I forget some of the other names, but every Punjabi singer I saw, they're they're well-known Punjabi singers. And you know, Punjab Post, they're, I guess they're doing a smart job in a way with this propaganda. Obviously, it's, it's horrible. In terms of the weapon, like I'm kind of shocked that Punjab Post could get all their minds together and think, you know what, we shouldn't be going around sick people. Like I'm surprised they actually came to that conclusion. And it would be Punjab Post that I'm kind of shocked that they did it, but I'm, I'm kind of not shocked because if, like in Canada, we never see something like that, right? You never see police officers coming out with claws. You know, you, they, I don't know, someone probably come up with some human rights violations about that, right? But like the fact that Punjab Post, the DSP, SSP, whatever, they got together, they said, you know what, we can't be kicking the shit out of people. Even if we are, we got to hold them at a distance and make sure they don't run. Maybe that's their motivation. Like, yo, we got to hold these guys six feet away from us and kick the shit out of them with Dunday, right? Maybe that's the real motivation. Who knows? But I, I was I was shocked that Punjab Post could put all their brilliant minds together and come up it, with It's this. amazing. Like, uh, have you guys seen Jat and Juliet? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was Jat and Juliet 2 or something. Maybe it's the one where Diljit's a police officer. Yeah. And then uh, he's in BC, Keith giving seminars to Surrey police on how to please <laughs> and then his his, uh, his most important lecture was about his uh, danda how that's the most important uh, weapon that they have <laughs> and uh, how so, he can do so much with just the danda like he can keep a who uh, like keep a person at a distance with just his danda he can uh, put it under his stomach to kind of <laughs> rest his rest himself with his danda like the danda is so uh, so such a flexible tool now they have this versatile tool versatile tool so now they have this claw thing as well. So it's like, you know those claws you get from the dollar store? Yeah, dollar yeah, that yeah. You can grab stuff for like kids. It's literally just a huge version of that. <laughs> I wonder if they have any videos of it in use. That would be pretty funny. Well, they'll be coming out soon. Man, I'm pumped to see that. They had like one video on Instagram, I think. I'm pumped for, to see that. I'm pumped. But all like, what I've been seeing recently, all this stuff with the Dunda as well, like even at the starting of this, we laugh at it, we joke at it. It's, it's fun to watch. It's funny to watch, right? But also like behind the scenes, the Punjab police is a very anti-human rights organization. Any human, human organization. Inhumane, yeah. They're yeah. messed up. They'll, they'll do stuff to you that you can never think was possible, you know? Yeah. They do, oh, yeah. Some, I don't know if you guys want to check out what Ali Mangar said about what they were trying to do with Dunday on him. Like, it's it's messed up. Yeah, not even that. Just those people that got arrested in Hung Sings, they made him strip down and just made videos of them, yeah. right? And like, it's funny to think about, oh, they're going to uh, catch these guys with the uh, things, uh, claw here. And then, but when they're throwing them in jail, they're going to beat their asses. Well, worse. They're going to more right? than just, and be, they're going to do all kinds of messed up things that we can't even think of, you know? And that, that's why they have this fear of like going to the police when they have problems and stuff like that. It's like, no one's going to take care of them. It's just, they're going to either get made fun of into a joke or 
they're going to get beat up themselves or some something's going to happen in their family. So they don't really look at it as a safe outlet. Even in the U.S., we're hearing uh, stories like this as well, where uh, people are either being pulled over where, and then uh, uh, the police officers aren't wearing any masks or anything at that time either. Or they're just what's called marginalizing certain communities more so than others. Uh, even though some people are protesting, some people are just out there out for a walk. Some people are chilling on the beach. Yeah, and that's that's part of the American fear is like they want that freedom, right? They don't want to be like the people who are oppressed by the Punjab police. So a lot of the time they're they're fighting the oppression they're fighting for their freedom in every small single way and everything that they look at like every small thing they look at it as like this is an attack on our freedom and they don't want that same situation and that's probably why we're thinking that they're doing some stupid stuff right now in terms of trying to fight back when they should be staying inside but they have their reasons to do it but i think just what just was trying to say is like they're trying to fight for their freedom but like the minorities are the ones that are getting attacked for doing the same thing that maybe the majority is doing as well right just like and it's in a lot of these like very police run or like places that like people are afraid of the police because being a minority isn't the best for them right and like this is a whole nother topic about police regimes and stuff maybe we should not get into yeah it's like you know similar thing that we see up in a sick facing a Punjab we see a lot of like you know black communities seeing the same brutality in Canada especially in the United States right all right so if we're done talking about the Punjab police there's one other thing that I came across uh this week so yesterday so it would be thursday for those of you that are listening on joe rogan's podcast elon musk came out and he was talking about the Neuralink corporation that he's working on i don't really know too much about it but one of the interesting things that he was talking about was he's going to start uh something like drilling holes into people's skulls and it's really going to start off with people who have damaged brains so that they can improve their brain function but he thinks that eventually this can help us improve our brain function about 10 times and it's really going to be a mix of human and AI. And this is something that he's talked about before in terms of AI. But I just found that very interesting in terms of this is just such a different thing that's going to going on. And that like part of me feels that we're all right how we are. But then the other part of me feels like, wow, that will really advance things. But overall, I would probably say I'm pretty freaked out about it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy that like if someone wanted to control someone's mind, like would they be hacking into their mind then? Like to, and then be able to control them like where does this guy come up with this stuff like is he even human well what advancements would we even get out of this like well what what can what can that even give us that you know that we are gonna have without that chip in our brain right like, i think i i think the capabilities are like impossible like you like if so, if this kind of really does work out how Amanji's explaining it like you could probably like s- schools could probably stop being a thing you know when they did the mock to like start downloading stuff Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. But the other thing is like, it's really for people maybe with Alzheimer's, I think that's the first people they're going to test it out on. So like people that are losing like their memory, so like they can remember all that stuff again, they can remember their kids names. So it's the intent sounds like it's like a really positive thing. And it's going to impact people really positively, especially to start out. But Something like this is like, it's kind of like, a, what do you call it? It's kind of like a match that's just ready yeah, to it's go gonna, off. It's, you, it's like the Trojan horse, right? So you're going like to window address it. You're obviously going to, you know, it's going to help out people with Alzheimer's, whatever other, uh, you know, mental disabilities. But when you start, when you start lobbying it towards people that, you know what, like if everybody can have this chip in their brain, it's only going to help you, which in a way you could say, but also, you know, it is going to track us. But my point is, do we really need this? Like, for sure, okay, I can just download PDFs in my brain and I don't got to, I'm a Nithin or whatever, have books memorized, right? But you don't need 
this. It's, it's just another, it's just extra, right? It's just another way for the government to pretty much control us. And like just you said, like hacking your brains, is all of that really worth it? Like, so what? I have a PDF memorized. So what? Like, what was my brain gonna need an update? Like, do I really need this? No, this this is ridiculous. And I, you know, I hope I hope this doesn't work out. Do we do we ever really need anything? Like, when it comes to like needs and kind of wants, like where's that line? Like, you download a game and they ask you, "What we need permission to your gallery?" Yeah, same type of thing. We still we still give it there, and uh, you never know what they're gonna ask for. How many cases have they been they've been uh, with? Uh, like even with Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we give permissions to Zoom, but then there's been all this stuff about how this data is online somewhere. Your password yeah. could be somewhere. It's it's pretty much the giving permission for games, but like on steroids, not just like any steroids, like the top of the line, like crazy steroids, like out of this world steroids, you know. But initially, it's not coming out like that. Initially, it's coming out as being able to help Alzheimer's patients, people that have some sort of disability or some sort of disorder that they can kind of treat through this sort of treatment, right? That's just the framing, right? They're obviously not, that's going to, if they don't frame it that way, how, which way are you going to frame it? Because, you know, of course, if you look at it, someone's going to say, well, you know what? It does help someone with Alzheimer's. Now, see if my dad or mom has Alzheimer's, of course, going to be more sympathetic towards this, but it's just a slippery slope that we're going to go down and we're never going to be able to come back from this. I think it's still a long time away. I don't think like it's, it's probably might be something that happens in our lifetime, but I think it's still like probably at least 10 years away. Who knows? But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for current events. So let's take a break and we'll be back with the Buys Bracket Challenge. This week, we are going to be looking at the best chips. So we're going to be doing the first round of the best chips. And next week, we're going to bring you the championship as well as the, the, the second round. So let's see how that goes. So we're gonna take a break and see you guys in a bit. Woo! Alright guys, welcome back. So as Amadid mentioned before break, so we're the Bice podcast can be starting a thing where we call it the Bice Bracket. So this week we're gonna be focusing on chips, but other weeks it might be movies, there'll be all kinds of stuff. So essentially what the Bice Bracket is, we have essentially 20 chips, right? And these chips are going to go up against each other. And we're going to talk about what the best chip is. A lot of you guys that watch sports, you might be familiar with the March Madness bracket. It's going to be like that, but hopefully with more hype. You know, we ain't going to have buzzer beaters, but we'll try to make it as entertaining as possible. So pretty much what we have is we have two conferences. We have the East and the West. And we have eight seeds aside. But we also have two wildcard spots for each conference. So the other interesting thing is that you will be able to follow along with us on Instagram as well. So we're going to be putting out these brackets ahead of time. So you guys have your own voting, right? There's four of us. So you guys will get the fifth vote in terms of if there's any tiebreakers that need to happen. So we're going to be posting this out ahead of time. And every week there's going to be a different bracket. So stay tuned. You guys can follow us at the buys on Instagram. All right, guys. So to kick the buys bracket off. But we'll start with the wild cards first. So right now, for the first wild card, we're going to have the Pringles pizza chips versus the Pringles sour cream and onion. What do you guys think? I'm going to have to go with the Pringles sour cream and onion. I think it's just a, such a classic flavor. I think the pizza flavor is just something new, but I don't really want to be tasting pizza on my chips. I don't know about you guys. So I'm going to have to go with sour cream on this one. I don't, I don't think it really does taste like pizza, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Pringles pizza. Like I think sour and cream, like other brands have done it way better. When I'm thinking of Pringles, I'm not trying to eat a sour cream and onion one. Uh, the pizza just, it's a nice flavor. Pringles really did it nice as well. 
And uh, like their classic is really good as well, but the pizza one's a really nice one as well. I'm gonna go with the pizza. How about you, Dokarn? So I've never had the Pringles pizza. Okay. But I've had the sour cream and onion. Love the sour cream and onion. But I've had better sour cream and onion from other brands as well, I feel like, right? Mm. And I've heard really good stuff about the Pringle pizza. Like I've heard it either tastes really close to a pizza or just in general. Pringles has really done a good job with that. So I'm going to go with the pizza as well. How are you going to go with something that you haven't tasted before? That's how good the reviews were. Yeah. It's like... All right. Your vote's your vote. Your vote is your vote, but you can't just go out of reviews. Are you going to go on an election and vote off for a guy off of reviews? Or are you going to kind of, you know, do your own research? Looking at the reviews is doing your own research, right? Okay, all right. So wait, I'm I'm kind of shocked. We have we have a shocker out of with Dilkard coming in out of the wild card. He took a chip that he never tasted in his life. I'm I'm pretty shocked here. Uh, to be honest, I've tasted both. Uh, after hearing just Gareth rave about the Pringles pizza chips, I ain't gonna lie, it kind of has me a little bit enticed. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with what I like. I'm gonna have to go with the sour cream and onion. I, it wasn't an easy choice at all. This was a this was a neck and neck battle for me. For me, this may have been like a four point victory. Other point, other brands have done sour and cream and onion way better. Their chip texture, like sour cream and onion chip texture with Pringles, uh, no, sour cream and onion flavor with Pringles texture, like it's, it's not a right fit. With the pizza flavor, it's sick. See, okay, I understand that other people may have done the sour cream and onion better, but we're not talking about other people. We're talking about Pringles versus Pringles. You know, we got the company versus company matchup. Is their sour cream and onion better than their pizza? That's what matters. We don't care about other sour cream and onion right now. But, like, it does play a factor, no? Because, like, if there's a better sour cream and onion out there, why, like, why would I care about the Pringles one? But, the, but if there's a better sour cream and onion, that gets matched up with the sour cream and onion. Now, now we're talking, right? But Flavor to texture. Pizza Pringles is way better than sour cream Pringles. The texture just isn't there. I, I cannot, I can't wholeheartedly disagree with you because I was a bit indecided here. But I, sour cream and onion, although they win grudgingly, like I, I think it is the, I think it is a clear winner in in my book. So yeah. All right. So for this one, since it is a tie, we got two to two because DK hasn't actually tried these. We're gonna go with the sour cream and onion as the winner. So. That's an unfortunate case, but usually we will have the fans' votes. And since it is our first podcast, we don't. So default, we're going to go with Sour Cream and Onion as a winner on this one. That's a disappointment. I'm calling conspiracy. These guys are in on it. They're getting paid by Pringles, Sour Cream, and Onion. <laughs> that, that's something we'll not address at this time. Now, now we got the Sour Cream and Onions coming out of that wild card. We're going to move on to the next matchup. We got the Lay's Barbecue we got the Miss Vicky Sweet Southern Barbecue matchup. So what do you guys think about that one? Ooh, Miss Vicky's uh, Barbecue, that one's way better than the Lay's one. I have to say I agree with Jaskirat on this one, despite his uh, views on the first topic. Uh, yes. I think Lay's is pretty much a very basic chip. I think you're going to hear my opinion on that. For most of Lay's flavors, they do have some really good flavors, which I think they're going to go really far. But overall, Miss Vicky's, the texture, the crunch – uh, the, the sweet southern one is actually like really good because it has a little bit of sweet and then a little bit of a spicy similar to the Doritos uh, sweet chili heat but it's at a barbecue flavor barbecue is one of my favorite flavors and I I think it, personally it's like ranked pretty low as a seven seed either yeah. one that's going to go through but they do have a tough matchup going against ketchup in the next round but I'm going to have to go with uh, Miss Vicky's southern sweet barbecue 
see like if you're going to compare miss vicky's to like a college team they have an amazing development system you know they don't got any basic stuff going on those guys are top of the line brand i'm a, i'm gonna have to go with miss vicky's i think that's not a hard one at all even though we're not talking about the chips the lays barbecue chips they're they're nothing special in my books like those are the one of the worst barbecue chips and miss vicky's blows it out of the water it's not even a fair i would say that the only person who wouldn't like miss vicky's is if you got like weak teeth if you're like an older <laughs> person, you would probably yeah. prefer the lays in this situation. Definitely, but we're not they, they we're do take men. they do take some jaw power to crunch down. We're the, we're the young men. Oh, yeah. We're the young men. So we can take it. I've ha- I haven't had any of these chips. I really don't you eat all, them. All you do is eat chips. What are you talking about? How do you not have any of these? I don't eat chips. I'm a very healthy person. I don't know what you're oh, healthy about. person. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, goodness. you guys voted for Miss Vicky's? I'll go with Miss Vicky's. Oh, we, we, we got a guy that votes for chips that doesn't eat them. Then we have a bandwagon at home. So, Miss Vicky's with a sweep on this one. Easy. So, let's Easy. go to the next this, one. This one wasn't even a competition. No, it, no, this wasn't fair, I'd say. Like, uh, it, I, I feel unfortunate for Lay's Barbecue Chips, the fact that, you know, they got into this tournament, which is an amazing feat. They need to pat themselves on the back for that. But there's no shame. There's no shame in losing. There's no shame in losing to Miss Vicky's in the first round. All right. So what do we have for the next wild card? So for the next wild card, we're going on to the Western Conference. Well, so we'll start this off with the Cheetos Flaming Hot versus the Kettle Brand Sriracha Chips here. Personally, I'm not a fan of sp- spicy stuff too much i don't think spice is a flavor i think it's more of a reaction and in this case i'm gonna have to go with the cheetos flaming hot because of just about the versatility it has you see flaming hot cheetos and burritos you see them in all these other different types of foods and it's used all over the map it's a very versatile chip and it's very uh, popular i would say as well so i'm gonna have to go with cheetos flaming hot i also agree with the manji right I don't like spice that much. I think everyone knows that here. And I haven't had the other chips. I don't even know what brand they are, actually. And so Cheetos Flaming Hot it is. Dokar, I'd like to ask you a question. Have you had any chips? Like, what chips have you had? What chips have you had? It seems you came very unprepared to this. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a pandemic going outside, so I couldn't really afford to buy chips like that. Well, you've been alive for 23 years, but you had enough time to try some chips. Not all of them, clearly. Come on, I thought I never knew you're a CrossFit shredded bod kind of guy that doesn't eat chips. Eh? It just be like that sometimes. Damn, damn. Um, yeah, just What do you think? What do you think? Just Cheeto flaming hots with the cattle brand sriracha, right? Yep. Your cattle brand sriracha, those are pretty good, nice and spicy. But I think I gotta go with Cheeto flaming hot. Like those, those are those are nice. I thought you're gonna go with the cattle brand, knowing the kind of guy you are. You love a good underdog. No, no, no. I'm very surprised uh, right now. Cheeto flaming hot. So the thing is, uh, I went to California back in around 2010. And that's the first time I had Cheeto Flaming Hots. So what's it called? We're driving. You could, you know, the, the along the coast from San Francisco to LA. And we had Cheeto Flaming Hot. Like even in, in our entire trip in LA as well, we were eating Cheeto Flaming Hot. So when I eat those, it takes me back to that. So let me get this straight. You went to LA and you had Cheeto Flaming Hot. That was your highlight of yeah. the trip. You went to LA that has really, really good food. Like a lot of nice vegan places and Cheetos Flaming Hot was the highlight of your trip. I'd say, I'd say that's a bit risky. That, that, that's a bit risky because, you know, the weather's already hot down there. You're having Flaming Hot chips. Like, come on, man. That, you're crazy. That's crazy stuff. Can you get Cheetos Flaming Hot in Canada now? Like, I know back then you couldn't get them at all. Like, that's the first time I ever saw Cheetos Flaming Hot. I think I, I think you, I think I had some, I'm pretty sure from, yeah. You, you can't, you can't get those puffs. Though. We're talking about the puffs, right? Cheeto flaming hot puffs? No, not puffs. The crunchy ones. Yeah. Oh, 
I thought we were talking about the puffy Cheeto flaming hot ones. I don't know if that's an actual thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's an actual thing either. It, it, it's a thing. I had them in my trip. Uh, this was about ten years ago. You were. You were. You. You may have been delusional. You might have had the only no, 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 sample. No, no, no. They, they, they are a thing. Just kidding. They lie to you. Just be honest with yourself. Even if we're talking about the crunchy ones, I'll go with the crunchy one Cheeto ones for this one. So in ter- in terms of my vote, not that it matters. Uh, Cheetos already won, but I have to go Cheetos. I had some sriracha chips the other day and. They weren't special. There was there was nothing really there. It was weird. They didn't really have a proper taste. It wasn't. I guess for me, I like a little bit spicy, tangy. So easily Cheetos. We got another sweep here. So moving on to the next matchup. This is my favorite matchup. I think maybe in the whole tournament. We got the Desi Wild Card. We got Kodakuri versus the Indian Magic Masala. Like so, I, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Because personally, I have no idea where I'm going here. This is this a tough one. What have you just given? What do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I love I love Kodakuri, but the Kodakuri are pretty similar to the Cheetos Flaming Hot, right? Like texture-wise, shape-wise, spice-wise. Another thing Kodakuri got down for them is if you hold a flame under them, <laughs> this melted wax that comes exactly. out of it. Exactly. You can make candles out of it. So it's a two-for-one. The one thing I'll say about Kodakuri is I actually went, I went to my Puwaji's house when I, one of the times I went to India, it was probably, I would say, like 10 years ago now. And I had a pretty bad experience with Korkare. I actually, when I was eating them, I found them really good. And I found that they were, they were like very delicious. And I ended up eating, I think maybe too much. I ate like almost the whole bag. And then for the next like four days, I had probably the worst diarrhea of my life. And I, I, I cannot get that feeling out of my system. So anytime I look at Korkare, I just can't look at them. I just can't like stand them. I don't think I'll ever be able to eat one again. So just for that reason, I'm going to have to go with a Lay's Magic Masala. But based on my previous opinion on Lay's, I think that this is going to have a tough matchup in the next round. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Lay's moving on past the next round. I hope it does. You know, we have some Desi representation. So Dilkan, you have you have Lay's Magic Masala as well? Yeah, Lay's Magic Masala for sure. What I've you been just to... Let me talk. I'm, I'm, I just uh... want to see the match. I just want to see the numbers. <laughs> So, so what about you, Jaskid? What do you what do you have right now? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn still. Okay, well, let's go back to DK. DK, you, you have what to freaking pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, let, let, let's see. Let's see what Dilkarn has to say about this. Then maybe me and Jaskid can get to a decision. So, I've been to India in the last two, like both of the previous years, and Magic Masala is the way to go. Right? I've had Kurkre at many houses. I've had Magic Masala at many houses, but just. The masala, the magic masala is really different. It's not, you can't get that anywhere else besides India. And it's just, korkare, korkare we can get here as well. Magic masala, they do bring here, they have, but it's not the same. That India magic masala is just, that fresh packet from there is just something else. So do, could you say that the masala really is magical then? I'm not going to lie to you. As a person, I don't like spice that much. Even korkare spice, or even magic masala spice, I hate it. But magic masala is just near and dear to my heart. I think I'll go. I'll go with magic masala because it's it's too similar to the Cheetos flaming hot. Well, I'm happy you guys made the decision for me. I guess my vote doesn't matter. I'll just I'll just say korkuri for the sake. Your of your vote never matters. You're always just indecisive. That's that's just how it is around here. I am indecisive, but my vote does matter. Okay, it does matter a lot. We'll go back to the Eastern Conference. We're gonna we're gonna get started with the first round. So at the one seed, we got the Dorito Sweet Chili Heat, the favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference, and my personal favorite, matching up with the Pringle Sour Cream and Onion. So what do we got here, guys? No contest. Sweet Chili Heat. I don't think this is a much of a contest. Sweet Chili Heat was a favorite yep. coming into this, so I think yeah. Sweet Chili Heat moves on. You got it. I, I, yeah, I don't think we need much discussion here at all. Like this is honestly the easiest 
Like any, you could put anyone in front of the Drew Switch and the Heat. It's over. All right, guys. So we're gonna move on to the next matchup. I'm not with the number four seed Pringles original matching up with the Sun Chips Cheddar at the number five seed. What do we got? So I would say the Pringles original are pretty much a staple and it's something that like everyone looks forward to the packaging is different than any other chip as well it's easy to carry it's shaped differently but once you get to the bottom of the bag it's like pretty hard to get them as well so they have that as a negative but the packaging overall i would say is a positive going back to the packaging for sun chips this is biodegradable so they have another plus in terms of their packaging in this case i'm gonna have to go with the sun chips I think that the sun chips, it just brings me back to the Nugget Keaton every year when they're giving out sun chips and it's one of the best chips. It has a unique flavor. It tastes a bit different and it also makes you feel a little like you're having something that's healthy, that's not chips, even though it's just as bad as anything else. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Pringles Classic. Like Pringles Classic is Pringles Classic. It's classic. Sure, Sunship has the environmental point, but uh, Pringles Classic, it's just classic. Uh, Skirith, I agree with you. Like it's a classic. It's a really good chip as well, right? Like just an overall plain chip. It's one of the best, I think. And Sunship, uh, I've just never been a real big fan of Sunships in general. So I'm gonna have to go with the Pringles Classic as well. Well, I'm gonna have to. This this is a pretty easy one for me. It'd have to be the Sun Chips. You know, obviously the biodegradable packaging, but also you know guys with the thicker hands. You know, it's hard to reach down at the bottom of those Pringles. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go Sun Chips here easily. There's a lot of easy ways to take the chips out of it. Do you not watch those five minute hack videos on Facebook? Not at all. No. Uh, so can you think about it? The Pringles can can also work as a thing to spit out your sunflower seed. Oh, I already use my water bottles for that. But you can use the Pringles can as well. But the Pringles can, like, it's just, I can't reach the bottom. And to be honest, I just like Sun Chips. Like Sun Chips is one of my top, I'd say five, maybe not five, but it's up there. It's pretty up there. So in this case, since we are a tie, I think I'm going to go back and pick Pringles just so we can have a winner. And the reason for that is you guys made a good point about it being one of the only just salt chips, which has an amazing flavor, amazing taste. And it's, it, it's a shame because I really wanted to see Sun Chips go further and they are really good, but I'm going to have to go with Pringles. Yeah, I was really looking forward to that Sun Chips, just Dorito Sweet Chili Heat matchup in the next round, but I guess we won't see that. So we'll move on to the next matchup. So right now we have the Lay's Ketchup Chips matching up with the Miss Vicky Sweet Southern Barbecue Chips. So I've talked about Lay's before in terms of how they're just a very basic chips. The exception is the ketchup chips. Ketchup is a flavor that is above almost every single flavor. And barbecue is probably one of my favorite flavors. But in this case, I'm going to have to go with ketchup. It's just It just hits differently. I haven't had the Miss Vicky's again. But the ketchup chips, like, especially just they're a Canadian staple, I think, just in general, because I don't know if I don't, I'm pretty sure they're not available in, the, uh, in America, but everyone in Canada knows what ketchup chips are. And they're like a party isn't complete without ketchup chips, I think. Okay, okay so ketchup chips versus the sweet southern barbecue. Okay, 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 now this is a tough one. Ketchup chips are pretty classic, but yeah, I don't know, man. I'm kind of uh, over ketchup chips, man. They're pretty overrated, they're overdone everywhere, they're not annoying. Uh, I, I'm after go with sweet sour and barbecue. I, I don't think you can put ketchup chips and overrated in the same sentence. That should be a crime. Like especially that being a Canadian chips, um, yeah, that that that's just blasphemous. That's blasphemous. But it, it's a tough matchup. Like Miss Vicky's, I hate to see it going home this early, but it's gonna have to go home. It's gonna have to pack its bags because this is the end of the tournament for the Miss Vicky chips. Because we're going we're going ketchup chips. No, it's Miss Vicky's. Think about the texture, the flavor, the what's it called? It's such a well-rounded chip. It's an amazing chip, but it, it, that, that's it. You know, good teams lose all the time. So three to one, we're going to catch up chips. We'll be moving on to the next round. So we'll move on to the next matchup. Then we got the Ruffles Cheddar Chips versus the Miss Vicky's Jalapeno. 
Ruffles is one of my favorite chips. Uh, the cheddar sour cream flavor is, it's a good flavor, but I don't think it's as good as their all dressed flavor. And Miss Vicky's jalapeno, again, spice is not really my thing, but in this case, I think Miss Vicky's jalapeno has to move on. And I think it's the choice. Miss Vicky's, I just love the, the chips, like the crunch, the texture they have. They always have nice flavors. They have nice texture. Miss Vicky's, hands down. Yeah, I just want to have some right now, man. But I already know which one Dilker is going to pick. So, DK, what's your, what's your choice? What do you think of my choices? I want you to it's, You can't handle spice, man. It's, it's the ruffles all day. Like, come on. Come it on. is the ruffles all day. But you know I why? Knew, I know you. I but know you. It's because I haven't had both of these. All right, we'll, 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 we'll wrap that matchup up because I'm going to have to go miss Vicky's jalapeno. That's not a question at all. That's a, you know, it's an amazing chips. So, all right, guys, so we're going to move over to the Western Conference mm-hmm. where we're going to have the number one seed Cheetos Puffs matching up with the winner of the wild card cheetos flaming hot cheetos puffs hand down though what's it called the puffiness that they have just it's something different the cheetos puffs is like a very different uh chip i don't know i'm not a fan of the crunchy cheetos uh i gotta agree just the way the cheetos puff melts in your mouth when you put it and the like that cheddar taste uh, all around it is just nicer i don't like spice that much as we all know so Cheetos Puffs, hand down. I'm going to have to go with Cheetos Puffs as well, just because it's it's like, it's like a unique flavor. And I would take the Cheetos Puffs over the crunch. A little bit of crunch now and then is good, but the Puffs overall is like just a really good. The only thing I don't like is how it gets your hands so dirty. But other than that, it's really good. And it's a one seed for a reason. Yeah, Cheetos Puffs, you know, that's one of the classic chips as a kid. I hate to send home this, uh, the Flaming Hots this early, but we're going to have to go with the Cheetos. All right, guys, so we're going to move on to the next match where we have the five seed, the Doritos original matching up with the number four seed, the Miss Vicky's Salt and Vinegar. This is a really, really tough one. I think this is probably the toughest out of all of them. The Doritos original nachos is just such a nice flavor and it's such a classic. I would probably say like this is probably worldwide one of the most favorite Doritos ever sold probably if we even look at like the numbers it's probably up there as number one but Miss Vicky salt and vinegar has such a unique flavor and it's probably I would say probably the most popular Miss Vicky's chips other than the jalapenos yeah, in this case, I'm going to go with the Doritos nacho cheese. I have to agree with Amanji. Doritos nacho cheese is just a classic. It's a staple, right? And the problem with the salt and vinegar is like once you have too much, it just starts doing like it starts like burning the side of your mouth a little bit the inside. And I just don't like that. So it has to be the Doritos. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Doritos. Like I love the salt and vinegar. It is really nice, but DK made a valid point there. Like You can only have so much with the Doritos though. The versatility of them and you you can have a lot of them. Yeah, that's true. You can use them to dip in like sauce. You can use them to put in like other things you're making. It is a really versatile chip, but I think this is a pretty big upset because I think a lot of people had the salt and vinegar going pretty deep in this tournament. Yeah, I, I, I hate to see the salt and vinegar lead this early. There's, you know, it's, it's a sweep. I'm going to have to go with the Doritos as well. But, you know, sweep doesn't mean it's not a good chip. It's an amazing chip, right? But we're going to move on to the next matchup. We have the number two seed, the Ruffles, all dressed, matching up with one of our Desi favorites, the India Magic Masala. You got to go with the all dressed Ruffles in this case. I think this is just a slam dunk. I think Magic Masala isn't really going to compare to it. Ruffles all dressed is just like another Canadian classic, like the Lay's ketchup chips. And I think that the amount of flavor in the Ruffles All Dressed, I think it pretty much any chip you can put it up against. No, I have to disagree with you. The Magic Masala is just, I feel like the Magic Masala is just on another level. Because it's the only chip you've tasted in this whole contest. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I've had, I've had enough of my share of the All Dressed Ruffles, especially in those big packs. And I feel like 
while they're the best ruffles out there, I feel like they can't compare to the Magic Masala. The Magic Masala just has different type of, like, uh, the spiciness with that, like, saltiness is just a better combination than the ruffles all just is. All right, so we got one on one. What do you guys think, Sukhni and Jaskir? Well, I wish that both could move on here. Honestly, I do. Uh, uh, this is, uh, I really don't. I really don't know which one to pick. I'm a, I kind of want to go with the Desi one, you know, uh, stick. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Ruffles. So this is a tough one for me. I'm heartbroken here. What about you? Just get it. I, I'm going to go with Ruffles as well. Okay. So Ruffles moves on to the next round. And in our final bracket of this week, what do we have? We got the number six seed Lay's Classic matching up, matching up with the number three seed Doritos Cool Ranch. In this case, Cool Ranch is probably my favorite flavor of Doritos, even better than the originals. Uh, and Sweet Chili Heat is also up there. I would say both of those are probably my two favorites, but I'm going to go with Cool Ranch, and I don't think it's really close. Uh, I have to agree with you. I don't think it's close, uh, close at all either. Doritos Cool Ranch is the is way better because I feel like the Lay's original just got really boring really fast. Yeah, I, Lay's classics get boring kind of fast too, but Lay's classics are Lay's classics, right? Like, they're, they're pretty nice. I think I'm going to go with Lay's classics. You said the same thing about the Pringles classics. Like, well, the classics are classic. Classics are usually classics, right? There's a reason they're called the classics. But I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to have to go with the Doritos. I don't like either flavor, but the, the crunchiness of the Doritos, I'll take that over the Lay's classics any day of the week. All right, so that wraps up the Buzz Bracket for this week. We'll, we're going to be doing the next round as well as the championship next week. So overall, pretty good round. Uh, Doritos, I think, is in the lead with three chips moving forward. Uh, but Ruffles and Miss Vicky's are also right there. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, so stay tuned and make sure you vote so you have a say. So we will be including your votes next week. Since this was the first podcast, we couldn't include it. Thank you guys for your uh, contributions this week. And again, this was the very first episode of the Buzz Podcast. I hope you guys subscribe, like, share on all platforms. Uh, help us grow our podcast as we are just starting this out and we hope to bring you more entertaining content. The platform might change week to week and we are still trying to navigate what the best way to do this is. We are doing this over video call just based on the current pandemic that we're dealing with. But once we get in person, I think we're going to have a much better uh, quality of product. So again, thank you guys for listening. If you guys made it to the end uh, and didn't stop listening to us, but thank you very much. And that's it for this week. Look forward to our podcast next week. We'll probably be posting these on every Wednesday or every Tuesday of the week. So just look out. If you guys have any suggestions, if you guys want us to look at a certain topic, please let us know. So that's it for the Buzz Podcast for this week. Thank you for joining us and have a good day. Yippee!